Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my coach Macaulay Matthew, I am of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Going once, going twice. Sold. Well, apparently Macaulay, we're having little technical difficulties here, but um, Mac should be on the show momentarily. Um, Do you hear me now? Thank you, guys. I hear you loud and clear. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm good. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks always. for having me, as always. And uh, let's, um, you know, what we do on this show, we talk sports, entertainment, and everything else. Uh, um, we're going to talk about our experience at uh, City Field. Glad off the show. Uh, we went to the last game at City Field. We'll, get, we'll dive right into that in a few seconds. We'll also talk about uh, the Mets, you know, um, Jacob DeGrom, uh, you know, you know, snapping the, the Mets' horrible winning streak and Jacob getting his 15th win. Uh, we'll also talk about the Yankees, of course, um, as they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, they just keep getting better and better, you know, as uh, the season comes to a close before the, the postseason. Um also, um, NBA with the with the rankings, basically uh, ranking uh, Carmelo Anthony uh, 64, 64th out of all the players. We'll, we'll dive into our, our thoughts on that. And, uh, of course, talk about the NFL season. Jets, Jets um, in Oakland, um, you know, the Giants hosting the Lions, and basically uh, – you know, end the show with a little WWE news. Uh, you know, um, give us our thoughts about uh, that insane attack that Kevin Owens did on uh, on Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon, uh, this past uh, uh, SmackDown. So we'll get into that. But of course, most importantly, you know, your your your, uh, your phone calls are always um, appreciated and always welcome. And it's nine one seven. Three eight eight four one eight nine. That's nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to you know call in and share your thoughts on the, this and basically any of these topics. So again, we thank you for listening to the show. And uh, of course, I'm William Ramo. On the other line is Macaulay uh, Matthew, and let's start the show. So um, basically, as you all know, uh, the you know, Hurricane uh, uh, Hurricane Irma, you know, has affected the lives of many people. And, you know, you know, our thoughts, you know, are, are still with, uh, with the victims. And uh, as a result, it also affected, on, on a lesser extent, you know, the sport world. And uh, as a result, Yankees were supposed to be battling uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in uh, in Tampa. However, as a result of Hurricane Irma, they uh, moved 
they moved the game from Tampa Bay into City Field. And uh, basically, Yankees are the road team. You, the only time in history uh, you would think something like that would happen, with the exception of 98 when they had to do repairs, um, you know, in uh, Yankees, the old Yankee Stadium. Um, this time, you know, yet again, the Yankees are the road team, you know, at, at you know, in uh, New York City, you know. I mean, barring them facing the Mets or even in older times, the, the Giants, the Dodgers, you know, uh, you know, pre-1957. So, you know, uh, that that's probably the last time, with the exception of the Subway Series, that, you know, the Yankees are home, you know, the, the road team in New York City. But uh, with that said, uh, me and you, you know, we saw the last game of that three uh, that three game series, um, the the Yankees they they lost the first game if my memory serves me right. No wait, I think they no they won the first game. I think they lost. The yeah, second won the first game. game. And then uh, the third game is the one we saw on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. I mean, well, you know, basically, it, to be honest with you, as a Mets fan, it was weird. It was weird entering, um, you know, City Field, and you know you see the Yankees playing with no Mets, no Mister Met, you know, nothing really other than the stadium, you know, resembling City City Field, you know, the the home of the Mets. I mean, just it just seemed weird. I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone. You see the Rays have have their rally kitten with 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 a hip hop jersey, you know, being a DJ. <laughs> it was like a weird experience. It was you know a very weird weird experience to to say the least. And um, yeah, you know, basically, it was strange. You had a you have an American League team, two American League teams <laughs> playing in a National League ballpark, and. Well, first of all, you had the Yankees as the road team playing in their own backyard against the in the Mets stadium, um, which is not even the Rays stadium, who's supposed to be the home team. It's confusing all around. Strange. Yeah, it was. No, 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 no pitchers hitting. Uh, you know, in a, a National League ballpark, obviously the DH rule was in effect. Yeah, it was just so. Weird game. I mean, weird series. And um, yeah. basically, uh, to and that we're just talking about just the the beginning of the, you know just the beginning of the game. Then you get into the game itself. Uh, Yankees was cruising to a three nothing lead. Uh, Kiermaier hit a home run, make it three to one. And then with one out, um, uh, shy of qualifying for the win, Jaime Garcia got pulled out by. Um, by Girardi, which obviously was very noticeable that he was, you know, P.O.'d about it, which you can't blame the guy, you know, for being upset. However, um, up basically, um, Garcia hasn't pitched well or, or got the a W as a, a Yankee. So you could you could understand through uh, Girardi's point of view that, um, you know, he he didn't build enough, you know, trust 
in in the pitcher, even though Garcia is a veteran, to you know trust him not to blow the game. So sure enough, uh, he took he took out Garcia. Garcia was upset, you know, between inning well not well between the pitching change when the 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 pitcher was warming up. Um, basically, Garcia was um, upset, and uh, Gar- you know, um, to- I mean. Girardi was, um, you know, him and Girardi was talking about it. And, you know, after the game, Girardi said he understood, you know, um, where he was coming from. You know, he wants a pitcher to, you know, have a bulldog mentality not to be pulled out of the game. And obviously, you know, Girardi being a catcher, being a major leaguer himself, you know, he know he can empathize with with what um, Garcia was going to through. Um and then on the flip side, um, basically, you know, on uh, the race side, uh, Chris Archer, same thing. He only went uh, – he didn't finish uh, five innings either. And they pulled him out too, even though he wasn't pitching that bad either, even though he was down 3-1. And, uh, you know, I just think these pit, these uh, uh, these um, managers are just too obsessed with the pitch count. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree think, with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you should be you should be cognizant of you know the the pitch count because you know a lot of people do get tired. You know, after you get to a hundred pitches, some pitchers in rare form, especially the old school pitchers, they get better as the game go along. But um, I just think I think um, the modern day managers need to like. Not uh, you know, not be so obsessed with micromanage. The, the pitch kind of yeah, but then another thing, um, especially on, on the Mets side, even though I'm going to get into them momentarily, um, they just some of the managers is is just like especially, especially Terry Collins for example, uh, um, they just overuse the bullpen. You know, a lot of these guys, especially on the Mets side, they're, they're getting hurt. I mean, so that's the other flip side about it, too. But it's like, there has to be a balance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But, you know, luckily the Yankees won that game. It was a close game. Uh, you know, you got oh, yeah. the, uh, Chapman to close it out, Chapman even though he was a bit shaky there. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a good win, and the Yankees uh They've been playing well the last ten games. They won eight out of the last ten. Um, they're looking good, and you know, uh, luckily you were there to see the Yankees win. Also at this historic, uh, uh, at this history-making uh, event on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. So I was crying tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the Yankees, you know, they held on. Aaron Judge, you know, didn't play in the game. Um, you know, the, Chapman get, did give up a run in the in the eighth, as you know, he attempted uh, his first um, what four four out save since uh, the World Series. Yeah. But um, he he gave up the run in the eighth, and like I was telling you, I didn't think he was gonna blow the game, even though it looked shaky and scary through a you know a Yankee fan's perspective. Because he had, the, I think, the runners in scoring position, if I'm yeah. me right. So, 
Um, yeah, they were a hit away from he was a hit away from from blowing it away, you know. But uh, you know, Chapman, uh, you know, he he got out of the inning and then basically, you know, he struck out uh, Duda to end the, the series and you know obviously the game. So Yankees won uh, two out of three in that series and that basically propelled them to this uh, winning streak that they're on right now. So. Right now the Yankees are riding high, you know, and they're battling the the Orioles right now, and you know the Yankees look like they're on their way. Yeah, they had a win today. They won nine to three after winning last night. Um, what was the score last night? I think it was thirteen, thirteen to three. I think last night. I forget the score or thirteen to to zero. I forget the score last night, but. Uh, the last they've won eight of the last nine games against the Orioles, and um, they've outscored them, I think, thirty to ten. So they've been like beating up on the Orioles like a vagina this year, and you know it's, oh, <laughs> it's Yankees, right right now they're playing real good. You know, they're uh, the hitting is has come along. You know, you guys you have guys healthy like uh, Matt Holiday now, um, Castro. Um, Judge is back on track now. It looks like you know. He, it looks like he's gonna be going for 50 home runs, 100 RBIs. Uh, Todd, Todd Frazier has been on the hitting streak, so these guys are starting to hit now. Pitching is uh, is uh, is solid. Um, still, I still have some concerns about the bullpen. You know, Chapman still needs to prove himself because this year he's been a bit shaky. Um, so I still have some concerns about the bullpen. But yeah, mate, if we uh, you know, if we can, uh, we still have a chance to win the division. Also, we're three games back of Red Sox, so hopefully we can. If not, I still think we're a dangerous team heading to the postseason. Uh, absolutely, uh, you know, Yankees. You know, they're definitely on their way, man. They're, they're, they're. You know, they're right there. You know, at the, the division. That you know, they got two shots to making into the playoffs, either to the division or. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, through the wild card. But um, yep. yeah, before we go to the before we go to the um, to the Mets, uh, yeah, let, let's stick with the American League. And the biggest story in the um, in baseball was the the Indians. Man, they've been running roughshod on everybody. I mean, they won twenty two twenty two straight. They uh, broke uh, the A's record from like what twenty years ago. So, well, well, actually, more than 20 years ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've been crushing. They've been crushing people left and right. Go to bed right now. Go watch your new movies. Go watch your new movies. Repeat that, Matt. I can't hear you. Can oh, no, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I, I, was, uh, talk- I was talking to someone off air. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, basically, um, yeah, the A's, I mean, the Indians won 22 in a row. Uh, they had their winning streak snap Friday night. Um, you know, the night prior to that, uh, they they won when Jay Bruce got the, the walk-off hit when they were, um, they were down in that game. But uh, Friday night, you know, you know, they finally lost to the Royals. And then uh, – 
Saturday night, I mean, Saturday afternoon, they they went back to their winning ways. So they won, what, 22 out of, uh, 22 out of 23? Well, no, I should say 20, 23 out of 24 games. And, uh, yeah, the Indians, man, they're, man, they're, they're the team to beat, man. It's going it's to be them and the Cubs. And speaking of those It's Cubs, looking like that. Yeah, it's a rematch. It looks like it's a rematch. And it's kind of similar to the Warriors and uh, Cavaliers. Like, yeah, these teams, man. These teams—they're gonna—they're—they're they're definitely gonna. It looks like they're gonna have a showdown. And then speaking of the yeah. Cubs, Mets went to uh, Wrigley Field uh, for the first and only time this year. Uh, and the 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 Cubs, man, they just mauled them, man. It was they they scored thirty thirty nine runs in a three game series. The Mets, man, they didn't even. They didn't even bother showing up, man, in that in the series, man. They just got clobbered. Like you would think the thing, the thing, um, Incredible Hulk, Superman, everybody was on Wonder Woman. They were all on that team, on the Cubs. So how they got their, uh-huh. how the Mets got their butt handed to them. It was it was downright embarrassing. And then the Mets, the um, Mets have just packed it in, huh? Nah, they just getting their butt whooped, but uh. You know, Friday night they lost. They lost again uh, to um, to um, the Braves. Final score three to two. And then uh, t- today, uh, t- just a, maybe like about an hour ago, yeah, the Mets snapped their their losing streak. And uh, Jacob Degrom has finally won 15. I think he had like four other straight chances of of uh, getting his 15th win and. He he didn't get it. His last start, he pitched well, but the bullpen blew it up. Um, most famously, I think Robles, uh, Familia. Yeah, it was just like a horrible, horrible game that symbolized the Mets season uh, in uh, the Grom's last start prior to tonight. But uh, the Grom was vintage the Grom. You know, he gave up I think a home run to Freeman, and um, yeah, that was basically it. You know, he was. You know, he was dominating. He, I think he struck out like seven guys, went to, what, six innings, I believe, six innings. Yeah, he, he pitched well. And, um, you know, um, I'm trying to think. I think for me it gave up, uh, what was it, two runs in the ninth, I think? Oh, not, well, yeah. But, you know, Mets, Mets was able to hold on um, seven to three. So, Mets are finally in their winning ways, and but uh, you know the season's over. Uh, Dominic Smith, I mean he's he's hot right now. You know he's he's getting clutch hits. I mean he raised his batting average to two thirty something. So that just basically shows you what a terrible start he had. Uh, you know in his debut, I, I believe it was what earlier this month or last. No, actually it was last month. If I remember something right, so the last month or earlier this this month. No, I think it was last one. But in any case, I digress. But um, what's uh, yeah, what's the Mets' remaining schedule? What's the teams that they play uh, um, it, uh, remaining? Um, I think they're gonna face Nationals again soon. Might might even be this upcoming series. Um, but yeah, the the Mets season is basically Mets season is basically done. 
You know, they just. I was gonna say that they could play spoiler, but then again, you know, the Nationals are already in the playoffs, so they can't really play spoiler at this point. Yeah, Nationals just recently clinched uh, a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, and I think Twins, Twins, uh, um, they, I think they're good. I, I'm not sure if they lost. We, we're gonna have to check that out quickly because if they lost, Indians will officially uh, clinch. So which should, team? Should probably Twins. Yeah, uh, no, the Indians. If the Twins, Indians won. Since Indians won, they needed Twins to lose in order for them to clinch tonight. So. Okay. Let me see if I can see my because my computer's acting up right now. But um, yeah. In the meanwhile, um, yeah. Basically, the the Mets, you know, they're they're playing for they're preparing for twenty twenty eighteen. Got a lot of question marks on the team. Are they gonna sign Mike Mustakis? You know, are they gonna improve this pen? I mean, they got they got like at least seven relievers when they uh, went on a fire sale and traded Bruce, um, Granderson, uh, you, you name it. Basically, everybody on the team who isn't hurt. A lot of question marks. You know, um, a lot of guys are hurt. Matt Harvey's going to have his last year, um, you know, most likely as a Met. You know, there's a lot of question marks. And you know, we'll see what happens next year with the with the Mets. But um, shifting okay, gears. So the uh, Twins lost tonight. It looks like. Oh, uh, so uh, congratulations to the Indians. They officially made it to the playoffs. Yeah. They clinched the second so, straight AL Central title. So congrats. Congratulations to them. But um. Yeah, moving on to uh, the the Jets, man. The Jets, you know, they, you know, they lost as everybody expected them against the Bills, and uh, the Jets are gonna try to try to pull an upset in uh, Oakland and uh, defeat the Raiders. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough day in that. Uh, that black hole in Oakland, man. It's not gonna look good. They're gonna need um, they're gonna need um, McCowan to actually try to throw deep because he he was you know he was throwing short you know accurate passes, but you know it, it, the offense was was predictable and pretty non-existent really. So they're gonna need they're gonna need everybody to step up if they if they expect to pull the upset. I saw some good things in that Jets game. I mean, uh, you know, you have uh, Jermaine Curse, the veteran, stepping up. Um, right. You know, he, he's probably going to be the leading receiver for the team this year. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I think uh, – and, and you get you need Curly back. You know, when he comes back, he, he'll help out too, you know. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully the, you, you can get Matt Forte and Bilal Powell some touches in the running game, but – I mean, you know, they could be a good team this year. I mean, will they make their playoffs? No, but, you know, they may surprise people. Who knows? They, they definitely need a more balanced offense uh, this, yeah. you know, this, t- tomorrow, basically. Because, um, yeah, they weren't fooling anybody uh, last week. 
So hopefully they can they can uh, get the W on the road. But it sure is it sure isn't going to be easy over there. But um, shifting gears to Big Blue, Big Blue man they man they got their they they got their butts handed to them by the the Cowboys, the last team on earth. Uh, with the exception of the Eagles that, you know, Giants want to have a horrible showing, you know, last week. But um, Giants have a chance to re- redeem themselves. They're going to be battling uh, uh, Stafford and uh, the, the Lions this Monday night, primetime game. So, uh, Odell Beckham is, you know, is expected to, to, um, to play in the game. So, you know the 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 you know the Giants gotta bounce back because if they don't, they're gonna be facing the, the aforementioned Eagles. So they can't they can't go into that that next series. They, they, um, they're gonna have a short series, a uh, short weekend. So they're you know they're gonna be battling the Eagles very soon as well. So they gotta they gotta whoop they gotta whoop the, the they gotta host the Giants and whoop the, rather the Lions and tame them and. Uh, Send them back to Detroit. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the game uh, last week was not a good showing. The offense looked horrible. You know, they couldn't get anything. They couldn't get anything done with the running game. I mean, without Beckham, the the offense, you know, the, the wide receivers couldn't get open. Um, you know, I thought Marshall would do something, but he didn't do anything. Um, Ingram had an okay game. Um, Shepard... You know, was invisible. Um, you know, Eli. You know, he didn't have enough time to throw, and when he did throw, you know, they were incomplete passes. So, you know, the offense didn't do a good job at all. Um, I thought I thought the defense was good. I mean, we only gave up 19 points. You expect that if we held a team under 20 points, we would win the game, but we scored only sure. three points. So. You know, the, the the problem is more the offense than the defense right now. So, um, yeah, they have to, like, do a better job offensively. And hopefully Beckham plays Monday night. I mean, there's still question marks on his injury, how serious it is. You know, initially they are saying uh, it's he may be out six to eight weeks possibly, but he may be back on Monday. So we'll see if, if he's back or not. But right now it's looking like we really need him because the offense looks – like a different team without him. So uh, hopefully we can win this game against the Lions. We'll be at home. And um, the next three out of four games after this Monday night game is on the road. So we definitely need to get this home game. Definitely need to win it. No, no doubt about that, man. And, uh, before we get to WB, man, man, let's talk about this, this recent ranking that had Carmelo Anthony – ranked 64th out of all the basketball players in the NBA. Come on, man. That That, that is like an utter joke. I mean, you, they even had Lonzo Ball, who, uh, yeah, granted, you know, he, he's going to be awesome with the Lakers. But the dude hasn't played in the NBA yet. So how are you going to put I know. And how are you going to – Porzingis. I mean, we love Porzingis. But he's 22 over over. Yeah. Hello? I mean, yep. come on. I mean, this person, whoever made this list, um, should resign <laughs> immediately. And um, maybe just maybe this is just to get attention. 
you know, who knows? I mean, this is a badly done list. Carmelo Anthony. That person must be smoking crack or something. <laughs> oh man, that's like, I think they they didn't listen to to um to the rule in Scarface. Don't get high off your own supply because that was <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. I mean, seriously. I mean, I agree with Draymond Green. I mean, he's Melo isn't the same guy he was five, you know, same player he was five years ago, but he's not sixty fourth. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's too come low. On. Come on. No, Melo has to be. I, like, I say Melo is still top, top twenty, top twenty five. You know. Yeah, I mean, Melo is in the like top fifteen, top twenty, minimum top twenty players in the game. You can't, you can't. I mean, you can even maybe, maybe even put them tenth at the the highest, but you're gonna have to like. Yeah. But there's no way he. Dude's not even in the top thirty <laughs> NBA players. Yeah. You you kidding me? Sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, that's a ridiculous ranking. That, that's a ridiculous yeah. ranking. Like like the NFL has like fifty three players on the team. You mean there's more players in the NBA that's better than Melo? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's really a joke. But well, um, you said top ten. Like, let's let's do a quick rundown of who is better than uh, Melo. LeBron, LeBron's number one. Yeah. Uh, then I put um, I put I I I'd say between Curry and Durant would be two or three, whichever one you want to okay. put on. Okay. Um, who else? Yeah, I shouldn't be thinking it was hard. Um, I mean, you could say Kawhi Leonard. He may be four. One, one of the yeah. best players in the league. Really good. Maybe James Harden, five. Yeah, yeah. Hard, actually, Harden, no, actually, Russell Westbrook. Actually, Russell oh, Westbrook should be higher. Yeah, Russell Westbrook should be higher. I'd say he's he's, he's probably fourth. Should be three. He should be three. He should be right behind Kevin Durant, maybe, or or Curry. Oh yeah, well yeah, he did have that. He he did have a like his best year triple double. So yeah, yeah we got definitely some some. We definitely got to show him some love there, you know. So yeah, he. Hmm. That he's yeah he's probably like right behind the big three of uh, LeBron, LeBron, uh, LeBron Curry and uh, Durant. Yeah. He'd be probably right after them. Then you'd say probably Harding. Um, yeah. Trying to think. Kawhi. Well, I said Kawhi already, right? Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Right, right. Yeah, you did say him, yeah. You did say him. James Harden. Right, James Harden, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah you, could, you could put Kyrie Chris in there. Harden. I think Kyrie's like a top ten player. Oh yeah, Kyrie, right. Kyrie, yeah, no doubt. This um, will probably be like nine or ten on that list. Yeah. Um. What's the guy from um? The the kid from uh New Orleans Pelicans oh, with yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. What's his name? Damn, his name escaped me for whatever reason. I know there's people um, listening like Smith. This was his name. Uh, oh, oh, what's his name? Was it Andrew? No, wait. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis. Davis. Anthony Davis. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a so good too. 
So that he was like six or that's number six or seven? Yeah, I'd say about so probably seven. Probably yeah, a lot. Then you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, oh, yeah. the, the Bucks player. Greek right, Greek, the Greek freak, yeah. Um, just Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. I said that. I said him already. Um, oh well, Clay Thompson would be would there, be there too. Uh yeah, I don't think Clay Thompson makes top ten, maybe okay. top twenty. Top fifteen. Um, I think he makes top crack top fifteen. Kirk Cousins, I'd say. Well, but the point is, you know, like Melo at least is a top twenty player. Yeah. Maybe not top ten, awesome. but at least top twenty. He's definitely he's definitely top twenty for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some obvious ones I'm I'm just drawing a blank on, but yes, yeah. I mean he Damian Lillard. Um, Damian Lillard, yeah. Trying to think who else. I mean, like we said, there's a bunch. I mean, there's, but yeah, Melo Melo should be in the like the top twenty. Yeah. At the very minimum. I, I Isaiah Thomas from we forgot Isaiah Thomas from right. last year. <laughs> We even talk about Isaiah Thomas. That's that's how much. That's how much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of great players. This, you know, in the NBA for sure. But I don't think Melo. Yeah. There's no way Melo would be 64th. But um. Yeah. For shifting gears, man, man, Raw was. I mean, now Raw SmackDown was was crazy. Like Kevin Owens, um, you know, he he took that feud with uh, Shane to the next level, man. He he um out of nowhere head butted Vince McMahon. Super kicked him, and and then you know finish it off with that that bullfrog slash off the top rope. It was like unbelievable. I was like crazy. I mean, and, and I saw I was reading something and uh, some someone made a funny point that they posted a photo of Titus O'Neil was probably was like you know like come on man you know the way how you know what I mean like because all, all all Titus O'Neil did was touch. Vince McMahon on the arm on a live show, yeah. you know, last year, and he got suspended for like thirty. What was it, like thirty thirty days or or, or three months? What was it? I think it was thirty days, right? Like, but it was like around that. WrestleMania. It was like around WrestleMania, and Kevin Owens, you know, obviously this was for storyline purposes. He whooped Vince McMahon behind a seventy-two-year-old man. and he's he's getting the push. Kevin Owens yeah. getting that push, the, the the biggest push he had since Triple H literally handed him the title, the universal title. So, I mean, Kevin Owens is a very talented guy, you know, great guy on the mic, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was a shocking moment. And this, is de- this definitely added the fuel to the fire between Shane and uh, Kevin Owens. So what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I thought it was uh, yeah, man, he he laid the smackdown literally on uh, <laughs> no Vince McMahon. <laughs> I mean, that frog splash was a complete surprise. I was not expecting that, but yeah, man, it's uh, they're definitely giving him a, a push indeed, and 
you know, I want to see now if Vince somehow gets involved or maybe has a match mm-hmm. with Kevin Owens down the line. Who knows? Might see Vince oh, yeah. in the ring again soon. Well, you know, you like some you see something to your zone. What was I gonna yeah. say? So, which, which which attack would you think is more devastating? The one that he did on uh, Vince McMahon this Tuesday, you know, in Sin City, or the the French the Festival of Friendship that he did against Chris Jericho leading up to the WrestleMania feud? Wow, I mean, the one on Jericho. I mean, that was you you expected it to happen sooner or later. Um, yeah. As far as him betraying Jericho, um, probably the one of Vince McMahon, I'd say. That was probably more shocking. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Because, um, you know, I see the factor with the age, not to mention Vince McMahon is the most powerful person in, you know, WWE history. So that attack on him, is, it's very rarely seen, especially post-Attitude Era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Attitude, The Rock, Stone Cold, you know, they they made a name for themselves, you know, whooping Vince McMahon behind, and in some cases, aligning themselves with Vince. So to see Vince get his butt whooped, especially post-attitude, ruthless aggression era, uh, yeah, it's very surprising. And uh, Vince bleeding out of his forehead, and, uh, like, KO whooped his behind. And he'd, even, oh, yeah. he'd even used a pop power bomb. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was very shocking, especially in modern times. And then another surprising thing uh, on SmackDown was, uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler, you know, mocking, uh, you know, Ultimate Warrior, and of course uh, in the past he previously he did he did uh, mock the the Macho Man, uh, in you know, entrance and other legends, you know, entrance because he wants attention. Feels like he's not getting enough attention because, you know, he's a he's an in-ring, you know, genius, but he 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 doesn't have a flashy entrance. So at first seeing that, you know, the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, I was slight, I was slightly offended, you know, that w, not with him, but with, more with WWE kind of, you know, kind of poking fun at the 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 late legends. But then uh, reading what uh, Lance Storm was saying, you know, it, it made sense. He was saying, like, basically, you know, Dolph Ziggler's character is, you know, basically he he can't accept that these wrestlers were better than him. So the only reason why these guys are more, you know, popular than he is is because they had flashy entrances. So it was like, hmm, I mean, it, 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 makes, it makes sense. I mean, obviously... Dolph Ziggler in real life doesn't feel this way, but yeah, just I don't know. It seemed kind of poor taste that you know Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior died recently to be poking fun with them. Obviously, he did make fun of Sasha and Bailey and um, a lot of people's entrances that escaped me for the moment. But I don't know. It just seemed I don't know in poor taste. Obviously, he's trying to get heat, you know. But just I don't know. Just seeming a little poor taste. I mean, it's not as edgy as a lot of stuff they did in Attitude Error, or even when Paul Bearer passed away, and you know, CM Punk was playing around with the urn, which they pretended had uh, Paul Bearer in it. But um, you know, it was just a little surprising to me. Even though WWE always loved to push that envelope. What's your thoughts? 
I think Jericho is out of his damn mind, man. Not Jericho, the Ziggler, I should say. Ziggler's out of his damn mind. Um, I don't know what I don't know what direction they're making him. Uh, I mean, he's a heel, obviously now, but you know, him just making fun of wrestlers' entrances. I mean, it's pathetic. You know, it kind of reminds me of when uh, they had Big Show doing all those characters for a while there. You remember oh, that? Right, right. I totally forgot about that. Right. Yeah, this this is like almost the same thing with Ziggler almost. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I don't get what the point is of him doing this. Yeah, I mean, are are they gonna officially give him a new intro or or what? I mean, I'm guessing yeah. he's just gonna stick his own intro. Oh yeah, another thing is uh, back to the going back to the um, CM Punk. I mean, rather the um, Vince McMahon KO thing. When he Vince McMahon was mentioning about lawsuits, a lot of people think he was doing a subliminal uh, shot at CM Punk when he was telling KO that you know a lot of people are you know give him lawsuits, but they never you know it never amounts to anything other than the the person losing money because you know the the judicial system was built for people like him to you know basically get away with anything. You know, wow. so some people think it was a, a cheap shot at CM Punk. Wow. So, but yeah, um, the the Kevin Owens thing, yeah, definitely got me interested in, uh, got me more interested in the Shane Kevin Owens feud, which is very similar to the uh, AJ Styles feud he had at WrestleMania. Uh, but on Raw, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, uh, you know, fought. He attacked uh, Braun Strowman after Braun Strowman uh, defeated. Uh, well, actually, Braun Strowman uh, lost to Cena in a one-on-one match via disqualification when he did his uh, power, running power bomb slam into the uh, ring steps. Then Brock Lesnar. Put put uh, Strowman in a suplex, uh, you know, made him enter Suplex City, but um, he but Braun Strowman shockingly didn't sell the suplex and got straight back up, and you know proceeded <laughs> to attack Brock Lesnar, which was surprising. So uh, their their feud continues yet also as well. And one more point about the Kevin Owens uh, Shane match: it's going to be a Hell in the Cell match. Wait for it at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view event. Shocker. I mean, that's what my problem with these gimmick matches. It's like, you two are going to fight each other at the table Anderson chair pay-per-view match, uh, uh, a pay-per-view event in a, a table Anderson chair. Cell. It's like, what do you expect? <laughs> the pay-per-view is all that. You're going to get the biggest star the the top game, you know, the top stipulation. It just right anticlimactic, man. But yeah, we'll see what happened on Raw and SmackDown. You got anything you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show iMac uh, in about 15 minutes here on Block Talk Radio, and come back here check out Sports of Religion every Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.